I think the first time that someone gives a homily in a parish like this, there's drawbacks, and then there's positive points. I say the drawback is that you sweat about two gallons before and during the ceremony. <laughs> but the positive point is that you have probably for the first and only time everybody's attention. Because everyone is thinking, what is this guy going to say? Or how does this guy talk? Is this guy boring or is this guy exciting? And it makes me think of a story which you've pro probably all heard. And it's, uh, it's about a newly ordained priest. And he got up there in the first week, the second week, the third week. And he said, there's no one listening to my homilies. No one pays attention. So he's all disappointed. And he goes to see the bishop and he says, you know, bishop, I don't know what to do. Three weeks and no one pays attention to my homilies. So the bishop says, don't worry. He says, I'll tell you how you're going to get everyone's attention. And he says, you go in there next Sunday and you say, my dear parishioners, I have a piece of news for you. He said, the bishop is in love with a beautiful woman. And the woman's name is Mary, the Blessed Virgin Mary. And go in and you give a whole homily on how Mary is important in the life of the bishop, the priest, the parish, every single person. So the newly ordained priest goes back to his parish. Sunday, he gets up at the pulpit and he says, My dear parishioners, I'm afraid I have something very important to tell you all. And he says, The bishop is in love with a very beautiful woman. And he sees the whole parish go dead silent. Everyone looks at the parish priest and he says, oh my gosh, this is the first time I've ever had everyone's attention. And he goes, and by the life of me, I can't remember her name. <laughs> so please do not tell Bishop Schnur that Father James says that he's in love with a very beautiful woman. That's not the idea. But what I would like to say with this is that I hope not to forget the second part, which is the most important part. Uh, just as the bishop said, you go on and speak about the importance of the Blessed Virgin Mary in the life of every parishioner. I would like to mention just one point from the readings in the Gospel, which I think are extremely important. And it's one phrase from the first reading, which can sometimes be the hardest reading or the worst reading because it's from the Old Testament and sometimes it can be obscure and we think, well, you know, how does this really apply in my life? But there's one phrase I'd like to draw your attention to. You have turned aside from the way and have caused many to falter by your instruction. And why is this one phrase important? It's interesting because nowadays we think of Christianity and especially Catholicism as a whole body of doctrines, of teachings, you know. We have religious education. We have to learn the Ten Commandments. We have to learn the Eight Beatitudes. We have to learn the Holy Days of Obligation. And we can easily think that Christianity consists in a doctrine or an instruction, a teaching. But if we go to the history of our religion in the first centuries, 
even before we were called Catholics, which was by St. Ignatius of Antioch, one of the first bishops in Antioch, who died in the second, early 2nd second century. Even before then, Christianity was called, by the early church fathers, the way. So it's interesting. If we look at history and we study our faith, our origins, Christianity was never considered a doctrine, a teaching. It was never considered as this book that I have to learn by memory and I'm obliged to put into practice. It was called the way. And all those dogmas and doctrines and teachings that we know about, they all came later to explain how I should live. And it's something very beautiful because it changes from something that I need to know up here, a doctrine, and it becomes, what becomes important is, what do I live? What do I believe down here? And that's my one and only thought for you today, this weekend. And I think if we go home with just that idea and think about it, it can change our lives. Because how easy is it for us to think, I have to, I have to do this, I have to do that. If I don't do this, then I, then I. And that's what our faith becomes, you know. I have to go to Mass on Sundays. And that's not Christianity at all. Christianity, the first Christians understood it correctly, was the way. It was a way of life. And that's proven by the fact of so many Christian martyrs in the first centuries. Why were there so many Christian martyrs in the first centuries? And we can say, why are there maybe so few in our present day and age? Because for them, Christianity was a way of life. And I can't give up a way of life. It's very hard. It's much easier to change a doctrine, a teaching. It doesn't affect anybody, you know. Two plus two is four, and tomorrow I say two plus two, well, let's make it five. Well, I still have to go out and buy groceries. I still have to. My way of life doesn't change. But Christianity was and is a way of life. As our Lord himself even taught us in the Gospels, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 